Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Know your numbers cold. Like, what are your expenses? What do you want to make? What do you want to do? As soon as you figure out what you love to shoot, communicate that really effectively and really clearly. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest today on the Portrait System podcast is Mike Glatzer, and he is a photographer in Atlanta, Georgia. Mike is someone who has a business but prefers to do it only part-time since he has a full-time job in biomedical engineering. Since Mike is juggling all of this, it was very important for him to have systems in place so he can do all of this. Now, when I say systems, this guy has legitimately systematized his business to the T. He uses so many automated programs from a CRM to SEO, and he even developed his own program for tracking all of the leads he gets, which marketing efforts convert to bookings, and how much he's bringing in from the different things he does to get new clients. Mike has managed to keep his full-time job while running a successful photography business, and I can't wait for you to hear all about how he makes it work efficiently. Okay, let's get started with Mike Glatzer. Hey, Mike, how are you? Doing great, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for being here on the portrait system on this, well, it's beautiful summer day here. I don't know about in Atlanta. Yeah, it's not too shabby. It's a little muggy, but we're past our crazy heat wave, so I will take it. Oh, nice. Okay. I would, for some reason, I would think that June, like July and August would be the crazy heat times. Yeah, yeah. We, um, uh, we had like 100 degree heat last week, which is pretty early for us. Yeah. Usually uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. late July, August when we get those crazy days. So I'm yep. grateful that it's like 80 right now. Yeah. <laughs> we were upper nineties last week too here in Michigan. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. I'm a cold weather person. 
<laughs> Not me. I'm like, I love the hot weather. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what you do, because I know from what you've told me, you are a photographer, but it's not your full-time gig. You have a full-time job as well, right? That's correct. So tell us a little bit about what you do overall and like, well, okay, start start with what you do as your full-time job and then we'll talk about how you how you work your portrait business into that. Sure, sure. So my day job is I'm a project manager for an engineering consulting firm. My background is in biomedical engineering doing new product development. Okay, wow, that sounds intense. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some good stories. All right. All right. So you've been doing that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. I got out of tech, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, 2012, so 10 years now. Okay, gotcha. And then at what point did you decide, okay, I'm this like biotech engineer, and now I'm also going to be a photographer? <laughs> um, before I got my engineering degree. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So basically, I've always been surrounded by photography. My uncle is a uh, professional photographer. He's actually a Canon EOL or Explorer of Light. Oh, nice. What's your uncle's name? Charles Glatzer. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. He runs uh, shootthelight.com. So his focus nowadays is all wildlife, you know, doing uh, workshops around the world saying, hey, I know the animals are going to be at this particular location exhibiting this kind of behavior. So I'm going to take a whole mess of people with me, usually smaller groups. So it's a more intimate, you know, teaching setting, um, set up, you know, the lodging, the tour guides, transportation, all of that. And then it's bringing them out into the field to learn how to take pictures of these incredible animals while also getting photography instruction at the same time. So it's a really incredible model. You said it's shootthelight.com? Mm-hmm. Okay, for people who are interested in that, oh, I'd be interested to have him on. I haven't had anyone on yet who shoots like wildlife or landscape or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I know that's a big, it's a big thing. It's huge. It's absolutely incredible. And it's, even though I focus more on portrait work now, I really enjoy uh, the times where I get to join him on a couple of his workshops and hang Mm -hmm. out and one, spend family time, but also like learn and experience, you know, wildlife and be with the animals, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's really fantastic. And he's also got a great perspective because he started off by doing weddings in the New York tri-state area. I mean, he was doing like the 1% like top dollar weddings, like, and those stories are bonkers if you ever get mad at them. (laughs) They're hilarious, disturbing, everything you can imagine, as we all have as, you know, former wedding photographers. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have stories myself. It's crazy. <laughs> did, you, did you ever do weddings? I just shot one on Saturday. Oh, no Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, uh, my for photography, for me, at least getting paid for it, which is just out of college, I started off primarily with weddings. And it's a funny story. It's actually from that same uncle I thought I was going to be doing, you know, maybe some portrait work. I was actually going to focus more on sports because I shot the Georgia Tech football games as part of the school newspaper while I was there. And, you know, I think it was, I don't know, like June 2013, my cousin went to my uncle and said, hey, dad, you know, you used to be a wedding photographer. I'm getting married next summer. You know, would you shoot the wedding? He said, screw that. I want to have fun at the wedding. She goes, okay, well, then you have to find the wedding photographer because anyone I pick won't be good enough in your opinion. He goes, ah, that's fine. Mikey will shoot it. Okay. like you. That's me. (laughs) And I've never shot a wedding before. um, No big deal. Oh, no, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Um, I overheard this conversation by my aunt telling my mom that Thanksgiving, six months later. Oh, my gosh. So I hadn't even been formally asked, hey, Mike, you going to shoot this wedding for me? So I found out 
Thanksgiving 2013. The wedding's June 2014. So I have six and a half months to go. Holy crap, I need to get some weddings under my belt before I actually photograph my cousins, the you know, daughter of my professional photographer, like top of the yeah. world, you know, photographer. No pressure. You know, kid, no pressure at all. So luckily I, you know, got on some forums, asked to be a second shooter for a couple of weddings. I think I had three under my belt with one photographer before I shot that wedding. And my uncle was both wonderful and evil on that day in helping me, you know, especially getting posed. I was like, okay, everyone like get ready to pose. Like we're gonna go three, two, one. And he started cracking jokes. Like, come on, you taking too long. I'm like, shut up. I'll make it 10 seconds. Uh, so we had a blast. We had a blast. And then uh, the somehow uncles. I, yes, yes. Yeah. They're wow. wonderful and terrifying and it's great. Yeah. 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 All right. So, you know, something that was really interesting to me about, about how you run your business and what you do is because you, work full-time and then you do part-time what did you say you work on your business like 12 to 15 hours a week or something like that yeah thereabouts okay you have found a way to like automate and systematize all of this Mm -hmm. so that you can do your full-time job and do this awesome part-time portrait business and I know there are a lot of people out there like you who either want to continue to work full-time but also want to do photography or people who are trying to build their business while they're working full-time and eventually want to go full-time as a photographer. So I'm really curious how you do some of these things. So I wonder if you could start by telling us what your kind of, what does that 12 to 15 hours a week look like for your business? So as any, you know, business owner, you know, especially solo, you know, freelancer will tell you, it's different every day, different every week. Uh, I try to create some level of structure so that it's repeatable, which is what helps make it uh, organized and doable. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to something that I call block scheduling, which is, you know, instead of multitasking, which is what everyone tries to do, which is another fail, your brain can't handle it. I've, I've done the research because I'm that kind of, you know, biomedical nerd. Um, you know, I, I, I do block scheduling, which is effectively saying like on Mondays, you know, day job ends 5, 5.30. Okay, so then we'll say 5.30 to 6, I'm going through emails. That's it. And then some like 6 until 7, I'm doing my accounting for the week, you know, recapping all those kind of things. And then, you know, for next 30 minutes, I'll schedule my social media for the next two weeks. And then I'll do some other like small admin tasks. Monday's more like my admin day. And then the last 30 minutes, which is like 7.30 to 8, if I'm going that long, is, you know, double checking any emails if anything's come in since I, you know, checked earlier that evening or afternoon. Um, And that's like Monday. And then Tuesdays through Thursdays are explicitly when I do my client consults, whether that's been inquiry meetings, planning meetings for sessions, sales sessions. It only happens Tuesdays through Thursdays between 5.30 and 7.30. Like, that's it. Wow. And then if I don't have client meetings, because I use uh, Dubsado, so it automatically schedules it based on my availability. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, again, on my Mondays, I'll figure out, okay, here's what my week looks like. So on Tuesday from 6 till 7.30, I'm going to edit this weekend session. On Wednesday, you know, 6 to 7.30, I'm going to work on my blog post for the month. So it's structuring out my week and just blocking it out so that I'm not trying to do a zillion things at once. I'm just doing a focused task that moment, that day, and just hammering it out. So that allows me to, you know, there's a lot of efficiency gain from doing that. So that's how I built out my schedule. And of course, automating the ever-living crap out of it using Dubsado and Zapier and some other features and tools. So that's kind of how it structures and how it works. 
Now, do you actually stick to this schedule? <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on how exhausted I am. There are some weeks where I'm just like, screw this. I'm just going to sit and watch Netflix for a couple of days. Uh-huh. But um, that's the beauty of, you know, being a, a, a business owner is I can choose to do that. And it's also recognizing, okay, if I don't do this today or I don't do it this week, I have to do it later when I have other things also building up. So it's always making sure that I weigh that against, you know, what's my week going to look like if I don't do this? So keeping that, not exactly guilt factor, but motivational factor. It's like, I don't want to be screwing myself later. I'd rather have just like a little bit of work every day versus like a mountain of work, like one week. Right. That helps me stay on top of things. But yeah, there are some days where it's better, some days that are worse. It's, you know, it's it's like anybody else. Like some days I'm motivated, some days I'm not, or some days I'm having a good day and some days I'm having a really bad day. So it's mm-hmm. just, you do what you can and it's, you give yourself the room to say, hey, if it doesn't happen today, it's okay. It's going to be there tomorrow unless you have a deadline. So like I give myself permission to say, eh, today I just don't feel like doing this. Screw that. I'm going to take the night off and, you know, grab dinner with my girlfriend or, you know, just watch Netflix for a little bit or go for a walk or something. And it's totally cool. I actually have rules in place based on like my values and my priorities in life where if, I don't have any client consults or client meetings one evening. And one of my friends says, hey, do you want to grab dinner tonight? I say, absolutely, drop everything, and I go. Because that is what, you know, I prioritize and value, and I know the work is always going to be there. So there's that aspect of it, too, is knowing my values so I can, you know, schedule effectively and build my schedule around that. Yeah. I feel like there are different ways that people work. One way is how what you just said, where it's super scheduled, you you know exactly what you need to do and you allot the time for it. And then there's people like me who are just all over the place. Oh, I feel like doing this today or oh I feel like that to doing that today. Like I have a to-do list that's on it's like on the notes thing in my phone. And it's mm-hmm. it's just so my brain works so differently. But I feel like there's something so so important about having things scheduled and you know, creating that time for it ahead of time when you have this other full-time job. Because I feel like you could get so in the weeds if you don't pay attention to it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, for me, I use two pieces of software that are incredibly helpful, which are Dubsado and ClickUp. Um, Dubsado being all like the client-facing, you know, stuff and ClickUp being all of my just business admin type activities. All right. So I know Dubsado is like the contracts that go out and email templates and things like that. Yeah, it's that. It's a, it's a CRM software. So it's kind of like what like HoneyBook, 17 Hats, Tave, Studio Ninja, all those kind of things. It's it's contracts, it's email templates, it's sending out schedulers, kind of like Calendly or Acuity. So it builds it into that system, which is incredibly helpful. So I can actually have automated action steps to say, hey, once a client like books this particular appointment, send out this form to prep for the meeting and do those kind of things. So I've got a whole mess of those workflows and automated steps set up. Um, it also does like my, um, not my accounting, but it'll collect invoices. So it'll ask for, you know, the deposit when they sign the contract. It'll ask for the balance that's due the day of the session. I do all my invoicing through there uh, for, you know, sales sessions, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really, really incredibly encompassing for anything that is client-related, uh, which I absolutely love. And uh, I highly recommend investing in a CRM software um, as soon as like you're starting to feel a little busy. Yeah. Now, you had also mentioned that there was something about your calendar where 
like people can schedule mm-hmm. shoots and things through you or through these program through this program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I used to let people schedule sessions through it, and I realized very quickly I didn't want to do that anymore because mm-hmm. I wanted to control my flexibility and control my schedule a bit more, especially with sessions. Yeah, that's what made I was like, oh, that would be hard for me. No, 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 no. Like client consults and like sales sessions, yeah, game on, whatever, no big deal. But like shoots, heck no. Like that, that they have to talk to me about that. That's scheduled during our planning meeting is when we actually like pick the date of the session and all that kind of stuff, especially if, you know, we're using a studio and we have to rent that out. So I have to like find the studio, who's got availability. So there's a lot of moving parts with that. So I, even if I wanted to, I would not be able to allow my clients to just pick a time and say, here's when I'm showing up. Right, right. Okay. And then tell us a little bit about ClickUp. Mm-hmm. So ClickUp is a, if you've ever worked with Trello and Asana, it's taking the best features of both of those, combining them together and doing it all for cheaper than either, which is number one outstanding. Right. But in terms of being a task management software, what it allows me to do is create a series of lists and tasks and organizational systems or folders where I can break down different aspects of my business and create templates and create automations. So like for blogging, I've got an entire folder dedicated just to that. And I've got a list that's just brain dumping ideas you know, breaking down, okay, are these going to be long form posts? Are these going to be educational? Are these going to be video based? Are they going to be tips and tricks? Are they going to be client recaps? What are they going to be? And then I've got a whole other list that says, okay, once I've decided what post I'm going to actually blog about, it breaks it down into, okay, here's the research set of steps. Here's the writing set of steps. Here's the editing set of steps. And then here's, you know, the SEO and the images attached to it. And then any follow-up work I'm doing after it's posted as well to improve it based on how it's ranking and what it's doing in Google Search Console, because I'm also that kind of nerd. So that's just like blogging. And then I can also take that to all other kinds of things. So for just a running photography to-do list, it reminds me weekly, okay, on Mondays, I'm scheduling my social media at 5.30, I'm doing my accounting at 6, I'm doing you know time blocking at 6.30, and it's like, okay, just pops up on my calendar, I know it's there, so click it off, knock it out. And then it'll just repeat and remind me again the following week. And I can do that for any you know stretch of time. So I can have it remind me every six months to update the portfolio on my website or update the uh, images on my Google listing to submit to 500px. You know, whatever you want it to do that are just repeat reminders. And you can do like subtasks and all kinds of crazy things. It's oh really gosh. powerful. And like you can literally organize your entire business if you wanted to. And you can make it team-based as well. So you can have other individuals. Like if you have, you know, if you're not just you running your photography business, if you've got editors, you've got a office manager, all that, like you could create project files that are just like client-based if you wanted to. That are saying, hey, do like, do we do all these things? But I would put that into more like Dubsado CRM. This would be better, or at least the way I use it, is like, okay, let's make sure like back end, like, hey, are we cleaning the studio every month? Like, what are we doing? And just like, I use it for the generic just business stuff. But again, it's having all that stuff that would usually be running around in your head. Like, have I done this? Mm -hmm. What's this happening? What's going on now? It's just, it's there. I don't have to think about it. It's already just in its nice little box. And now my brain can focus on keeping my clients happy and taking amazing photos. It seems like it would be a relief to know that everything you need to do is somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's there, and I'm going to be reminded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have to keep that running list. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is sanity in the most beautiful form. 
Now, I mean, how much time and effort is it to set these things up? Like, that's the part that's super daunting to me, even though I know it would make my life so much easier. Like, what's the setup like? So it's one of those things that it's like you have to break it down into what's your initial setup and then what's your maintenance. Because for me, I'm a tinkerer and I'm always like, oh, what's the new release? Oh, they introduced this new feature? Cool, I can modify this and make things even better or simplify or do stuff like that, which, you know, if you're a tech nerdy person like myself, like, that's just fun that you want to spend time on. Yeah, no, that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you know somebody who'd have fun with it. Yes, Uh, yes, true. (laughs) But yes, I mean, like, as far as the initial setup goes, I mean, when I did Dubsado, one of the things I really appreciated about their trial system was they actually allowed you to have three active projects with no time limit before you actually had to start paying for it. All the other CRMs, you had like a 30-day trial. So that was what hooked me onto Dubsado originally, which I thought was a great marketing aspect on their end. But anyways, you know, so I went in and I just started playing with, you know, different workflow structures and developing it. I mean, it, it took me as like a process nerd, probably like, Again, this is with a full-time job and balancing the rest of the photography stuff, like three months. If you actually had like dedicated time to do this or you hire someone to do it for you, I mean, it could take like, you know, a couple of days, a couple of weeks. It just also depends on the rigor and how many steps you're building into your automated systems. Right. That makes sense. I obviously create very, very robust automated systems because I'm trying to take as much off my plate as humanly possible while also having redundancy. So if I do screw something up, you know, it's not the end of the world. So it it all depends on how robust the automated system you need it to be. You know, as far as ClickUp goes, that took me, I don't know, like maybe a week of just putzing around a couple hours every day. Um, And that was like, oh, snap, I've got all these things already here. The hardest part about ClickUp was just taking all the things that were in my head of like, okay, when do I need to do all of these? And let me like build the list and the organizing structure and build in those reminders um, and just slowly just adding to that. So ClickUp was much more gradual developing that one. Dubsado was more like, okay, I just, you know, knocked it out in two, three months. I say knocked it out two, three months is a while, but <laughs> what it's done for my business and like my sanity in my life, uh, freaking worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Ah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I guess I should probably do this by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things you've mentioned a couple times is SEO and like Google ads and things like that. Is Mm -hmm. that how you're doing your marketing? Yeah. So I do zero paid advertising. It is all just SEO. So I just... Um, I took a SEO course by Fuel Your Photos. Uh, It's... uh, Corey Potter and Dylan Howell, they've got a free uh, Facebook group and they also have like the members group where you actually pay for the course and it is outstanding. Um, It was worth the like two weeks I spent during COVID. I was like, well, I don't have much going on photography wise, so let me work on my SEO and finally learn it. And like the difference has been absolutely outstanding. I'm ranking like first one, two pages. And again, I don't pay for any advertising. So 80% of my leads come in through Google with the other 10% being referrals and repeat clients. Wow. All right. Now, I know you said you took a whole course on this, but like, what are some of the things that you do like consistently that you think have helped? And, and again, if, if people truly want to learn in-depth SEO, I definitely recommend, you know, 
taking a course and watching videos and that sort of thing. But like, if mm-hmm. you could name just a couple things that you found really helpful, I know you said you're also an avid blogger. Like, you know, is it within the blogs? Is it mm-hmm. in your, the back end of your website? Like all that. Good so stuff. it's for me, it was it's two things. It's one setting up your website properly. You know, that's getting the right headers in place and the website structure uh, so that it's SEO friendly. So having the, again, the right header settings um, like H1, H2, H3 tags, the language around those, even the body text, having that set up appropriately. And to some extent, your website organization and structure just overall and flow really helps. Uh, So that which... It sounds like, you know, oh, that small bucket when it's actually a pretty robust bucket, but like you have to get that as like baseline. And then beyond that, I just write a really like in-depth blog article once a month. Okay. And that's that's not too bad. No, no. When I took the course and they were just, they said, yeah, you know, just blog once a month, just have a really good, like strong authoritative blog post. That's really all you got to do. That that does like 80% of the work. And that's really what I try to do is I love the 80-20 rule, which is I want 20% of the effort that gives me 80% of the results. I don't care about, you know, the remaining 80% effort to get that last 20% results. Like, no, I don't have time for that. So those, you know, two buckets of SEO, which once you set up your website once, as long as you're not consistently tweaking it, you're done. And then you're just blogging once a month. It's outstanding. Right. Okay, so, you know, we're a big advocate typically for getting people out there in the community and meeting people and other businesses and, you know, networking and getting their name out there and all of that. But literally all you do is the SEO and you're you're getting like some some of your target market clients. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes a little bit of a struggle. You know, like right now, June is... Um, consistently my slow period uh which yeah, works out because that means i can take trips yeah june is always always very slow i don't understand too. it i think i don't know if it's just because like that's when everyone's out of school with families and they're like cool we're doing all the vacations now mm-hmm. and they just book mm-hmm. it i don't know but you know i, I think that i take advantage of it. it yeah yeah it would make sense yeah all right but other than june i mean like mm-hmm. like let's go through if someone inquires because I feel like when someone inquires from Google for me, and I don't know this for sure, so I should probably go back and look, but I feel like I'm not booking as consistently with people when it comes from Google. I'm more likely to book when it's come from a referral. Although I did hear you say too that you you do book from referrals as well. So is it just mm-hmm. like getting that client in the door that first time with Google and then it helps open up referrals? Yeah, so that's actually a nut that I'm still trying to crack, quite honestly. Uh, I would say most of my leads coming in through Google, if they are headshot clients, I think I book like 90% of them. It's just like without fail, bang, done, awesome. And part of that I think is the SEO I've generated and how I'm ranking and the blog posts I've created. Because I know when I'm looking through like my Google search console, like the pages that I rank for blog posts, my headshot articles are just like killing it. Mm-hmm. In terms of my portrait clients, that one's harder because I'm still working on the language of, hey, I know you don't need portraits, but these are <laughs> why you should check out getting these portraits because holy crap, they're amazing. And I think part of that is, and this goes towards, you know, everyone's 
reason for being a photographer and what they're trying to offer is I'm quite honestly a selfish photographer. I enjoy the technical, like solving the problem of taking the photo. So it's really hard for me to get excited for like, oh, you're coming in here for this reason. Yeah, that's awesome. What kind of picture do you want to take? <laughs> oh, cool. Let's do that. Like that's when I switch yeah. gears. So yeah. I'm still fine tuning that language. And I would say that Google is very difficult for you know, high ticket IPS type clients, because I feel like if you're Google searching more times than not, you know, just the vast majority of people who are going to be looking at that. If you're looking on Google, you're not looking for high ticket items. If you're asking a friend, that's when you're asking for like a quality, like guaranteed high, you know, end service. At least that's my opinion and my experience. Yeah. Or maybe that's just how I approach things. I don't know how others do. That's sort of an, in alignment with maybe why I don't book quite as often from Google. And that's not to mm -hmm. say I don't, because there are lots of times that I do. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like more so it's from the referrals. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder though, Mike, because the way it sounds like with you blogging and articles about headshots and whatever, you're showing people exactly what they're going to get from you. Mm -hmm. Like there's no question of what does Mike do and what service does he provide? Like, I wonder if you did the same type of thing for portraits, and and you may already do that, but I feel like the more we are very, very specific about showing our potential clients what they're going to get from us, you know, what we're doing for them and making it all about them and showing the photos and the experience and all of that, we're so much more, like, more likely once they do find us through SEO to book us. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And that's something that I've been working on as part of my SEO strategy or really my blogging strategy, which are linked, you know, for the past couple of months is like, okay, what content and articles can I generate that people are going to Google search like as part of researching a portrait photographer or even just a portrait experience? Because if I can get in their face enough times with these incredibly authoritative articles and they go, oh, snap, I keep seeing this Mike guy and all of his articles are freaking spot on making my uh -huh. world so much better damn, I'm going to freaking book him. And mm -hmm. I've been trying to do that. And actually, it's really funny. I finally had one of my friends come over. Um, I did a shoot with her, just like a creative shoot, just like have fun, stretch you know the muscles like yep. a year ago. And everyone lost their minds over the photos. They were great. Everything was cool. And I was like, probably a couple of weeks ago, I finally said, you know what? I need to create something that actually shows like my process because I'm transitioning into more IPS and all that kind of stuff. So I asked her, I was like, hey, can you just like help me create, recreate this shoot? Because we already got the images and we're going to just walk through my entire process. We filmed it with my iPhone, you know, iPhone 13, which is pretty outstanding. And Okay, is this waterproof? Yes. Okay. So I think that's pretty amazing. I just, this is a total side note. I was camping, <laughs> I was camping with my family over, well, glamping. I rented an RV because I'm not trying to mm -hmm. sleep in a tent. But... <laughs> With my my whole family, we do this a couple times a year, and we were floating down the river, and someone said something like, Al, my cousin Allison, like, she should bring her phone because it's waterproof. And I was like, huh? What? I still mm -hmm. have, like, the iPhone 7. Like, I'm so, so behind on phones. And as soon as they said the I, iPhone 13 was waterproof, I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I think it's time to upgrade. Okay, yeah, anyway, it's, keep going. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty <laughs> No, I, I, I use it for my BTS footage for when ah. I'm doing creative shoots because mm -hmm. it's just right there. It shoots in 4K ProRes. Like, it's insane specifications. You know, if you don't have good lighting, the quality sucks, and that's when I'd rather use, like, my mirrorless camera. But 
if it's decent lighting, like it does the job and it's fantastic and it's already in vertical orientation. But anyways, so yeah, like I, I had my friend come over, we just recreated the shoot and we, I just had her film me. It was really funny. Like if you see the video on my website, it looks like I had a film crew do this and it's like, no, I just very cleverly had the angle so that like I filmed her posing and then she filmed me photographing. And then I had her just like hold the camera as I'm editing and doing all the stuff. And I've got artwork in my um, studio of her from that shoot. So I was like, Hey, like all I need you to do is just like lift the frame off the wall and put it back on like half an inch. Did that as a cutaway to make it look like, Oh, she's framing these prints in her home. And I faked the entire effing thing. And like, I had people lose their minds over it. And I had my next three bookings who looked at my service page for my portrait work said that video sold me. I was like, game on. See, Mike, this is exactly what we're talking about when we tell people you have got to show people what you do. Mm -hmm. You have to. You know, you can't leave people wondering. They're not going to spend thousands of dollars if they're confused about what you're going to, you know, what they're going to get. And it sounds like, I mean, you did it on your phone. You had a friend who you were portfolio building with help you do it. I mean, it's not like this is high level expensive stuff that you did in order to get this amazing video. It's awesome. Yeah. Again, I am all for what is quick and dirty that gets the Mm -hmm. job done that looks exceptional. And I mean, you got to figure people are doing incredible work creating reels and TikToks with their phone. Like I can create a promo video on my website. Yep. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So you said you do both headshots and portraits and you're working towards ramping up that sort of, um, amping up, ramping up, amping, amping up. I think both are applicable. (laughs) (laughs) Amping up, ramping up your portrait work. So at this time, how many shoots are you doing? Let's say per month. Last year I had 58 bookings And I like, again, because my summer was slow, I was doing triple headers all through the fall and early winter and I was losing my mind. So I intentionally said this year, screw that, not doing it again. And I'm again, me being in control of my calendar for shoots. I'm like, I'm doing one shoot a weekend. If it's headshot sessions, I'll do two in a weekend. But if it's a portrait session, one and done. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, that's plenty. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. In yeah. my opinion. <laughs> oh, I, I I shoot long too, so more than one session is just incredibly draining, and I may not sound like it, but I'm actually pretty introverted. So uh, yeah, like one shoot, I, I've had enough. I, I want to spend the rest of my day relaxing, reading a book, or snuggling with my girlfriend. Like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, for having as many shoots, 58 shoots is a lot of shoots for being part-time. Like that's over mm-hmm. one a week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think you need to raise your prices or are you at a comfortable point where you feel good about it? So that was, I raised my prices because of that. Okay. That's what I was getting at. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if you need to. <laughs> yeah. So looking at my metrics, like right now, like again, I create an entire tracking sheet in Google that breaks down all my stuff to insane level. So like, I know how much I make per lead, per shoot, per type of client, like incredible, and like all my conversion rates. So like inquiry to consult, consult to book, and then overall inquiry to book. So I know all of my numbers. So like and this ho- year, how are you getting those numbers? So I just keep track of it in Dubsado. Um, I have a line that says, "How did you find me?" When they go through my inquiry form. Mm-hmm. So like if it says Google, I just 
enter it into this Google Sheet manually. I, there, I haven't figured out a way to automate this yet, but it takes half a second, so I'm willing to do it because the data is outstanding. But yeah, so I'm just entering in like, okay, this is a brand shoot, this is a headshot session, this is a portrait client, or it's a senior client. Uh, they found me through Google, Instagram, or to referral, whatever. And I'll also enter in like, okay, here's the session fee, here's how much like they purchased, here's what my cost of goods were. And then I can extrapolate out like, you know, what were my net sum cost of goods, total sales, like across all my shoots or just across like those different niches or across my different lead increase. So like based on all my clients who come through Google, how much am I averaging? How much am I making per referral client? How much am I making per repeat client? All that kind of data. And I also keep track of like, okay, I got the inquiry. Did they book the consult with me or did they ghost me? And then after that, the consult, did they actually book me or did they ghost me? And I keep track of all of that stuff. So like, as of this morning, I've had 68 inquiries on the year, 41 were turned into consults, and I've booked 23 of them. And I've got like six in the hopper that I'm currently waiting to chat to right now. That's a really great conversion rate. I'm ecstatic with it. Yeah, that's incredible. Good for you. I mean, there's really something to be said, but it's not just about you creating these systems. You, mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, you are also showing people what you do and and the services you provide. I feel like it's such a good marriage between, you know, j- wanting to kind of be behind the computer and doing everything behind the computer, but also putting yourself out there, even if it's not at like these in-person events and all over the place with businesses, like you're doing a combination of those two things because when someone comes to your website, we only have a very short amount of like seconds for them to decide Mm -hmm. if they're going to stay and learn more. And it sounds like you kind of have that part nailed down too. I mean, it seems like it's working pretty well so far. So it's one of those things it's before COVID, I was starting to do some more networking events and I was getting a lot of business from there. And you know, obviously COVID changed things. So the fact that I've maintained and grown without that element is I'm super grateful for it and like the what's come out of the hard work. And it's always in the back of my head. It's like, all right, if I started doing this networking stuff and really pushing it, like how much further could I take this? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. part of that's the equation of, you know, do I want to go full-time with photography in the future? And what does that look like? And all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Well, so you're going to have the data for making a yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you're a member on the portrait system right now, but we we recently launched a pricing calculator too, where you can put in what do I want my take home in my pocket to be each year, mm-hmm. and then you can put in how many shoots you want to do per month, and then you put in all of your expenses. Like we have everything listed there, everything from insurance to hair and makeup to studio rental, whatever. You type in your own personal expenses, and then it shoots out at the end how many shoots you would need to do per month. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you put in how many you want to do per per month. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say I want to bring in a hundred grand in my pocket after all expenses in the year, and I want to do 12 shoots per month, let's say. It will, after I input all of my expenses, it will shoot out three different package pricing. So big, medium, small of what it recommends that you would have to charge in order to make this make this take-home money. And this is very eye-opening for people who aren't keeping track of mm-hmm. their expenditures very well. Or at the end of the year, they're like, well, shit, I made no money this year in my pocket or very little money. Or they're wondering where all their money is going. And keeping track of that, like, it's very eye-opening where people are like, oh my gosh, like my, my largest package needs to be three grand in order mm-hmm. to make the money that I'm making and I'm only charging a thousand. It's like light bulb, you know? So the fact that you do all of this is amazing. 
<laughs> Thanks. I'm, yeah, it engineering background. I'm a data nerd, and it just I want to know. Like again, it's finding where to put my energies. Because the other thing is like with my lead tracking sheet that I've created, being able to break down like where my leads are coming from and how much I'm making on average for each of those leads allows me to figure out. Oh, I should not even bother with Instagram because those leads are not great. Versus my repeat clients are like booking crazy dollars. So I should really work on that aspect of my mm-hmm. business. So it's a really cool uh, template. And I've actually made it so that like, I've got the base template itself. And then for the next calendar year, I just recreate it. So I can compare my data for like 2021 to 2022 mm-hmm. and just update it and recreate it. So I always have that data and it's just there. And I've only had to build it once, which, you know, th- this thing took like, oh my gosh, six weeks of like tweaking and modifying and taking right. every like bit of like Excel knowledge I could muster to put together. But it's, it's oh my gosh, it's now that I have yeah. it, it's so crazy helpful. Well, and it, just from speaking with you, I know we don't know each other very well, but just from speaking with you, I feel like if there was something out there, a program that already existed exactly how you wanted it to look, you would have used that pro- that program. So it sounds like you've created something really special here. I'd really love to get my eyes on it. Yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, let you look at it for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to chat about that because I think a lot of our listeners would would appreciate something like this as well. So let's let's talk about it and see and see what we can do because again, if if you're not keeping track and if you're not like I don't know paying attention, mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you have to get a part time job because you aren't making the money that you thought you were because you're overspending or you're overgiving, mm-hmm. you're not charging enough. And so, as, and I know this isn't like the exciting part, you know, and who wants to deal with tracking? Well, I know you do because you like it and a lot of people do, <laughs> but, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's a part they hate. But if it's a really simple process, oh, I feel like it's just so worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the same thing as, you know, the pricing calculator. It's, Again, because I'm a data nerd, I built a very, very similar program and Excel sheet. Like that's how I figure out my pricing on all my products, everything. You know, when I realized and I put in all my expenses, my recurring expenses, like, oh, I'm spending this much on like gear all the time. Why am I doing this? I'm getting great shots already. <laughs> like, stop doing this, you fool. Uh-huh. Darn uh-huh. gas syndrome. You know, it, it, that's data that's helpful. You know, with these tracking sheets too. I mean, knowing that like if you do do paid advertising for like Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or any of those things, knowing like what your average net like per lead is from those clients, like you'll very quickly figure out why am I spending money on Instagram? Those clients are not great. Let me put it over to Facebook because I'm getting better leads that are paying me more and for those dollars. Like it's all the data is helpful. And again, it's super easy to put in. Like it's just, it takes three seconds when a lead comes in and then like I just update it like, you know, if I finish the sales session, cool. I just pull out the sheet, type in the numbers, and I'm done. Like, it takes all of two seconds every now and then. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. Well, I appreciate everything that you've shared with us today. This has been so great and such a good learning experience and really eye-opening, too, as far as what you really can do to systematize and just automate your business. So I appreciate you sharing all of this, Mike. Yeah, yeah, happy to. It, I, I will gladly ramble about topics including systemizing and automatizing so that life is easier. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I do have a couple more questions for you that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? <laughs> a Pinterest board. 
Oh, tell me yeah. more. So I, I mentioned earlier that I'm a selfish photographer. I'm more on like the technical side of things and solving that puzzle. And part of that is my ability to be creative and come up with like poses and looks and stuff like that. Like I have to work very, very hard to imagine, okay, like we've done this pose, we've done this pose, we've done this pose. Like what are other options? What else can I give my client? And what are other things we can we do other than me just changing the lighting setup or changing their outfit? So I like having a Pinterest board handy where I can get some inspiration, get some ideas. And it's also some of that live feedback and collaboration with my clients that I really enjoy where we're trying things, we're going through things. And it's like, hey, you know, I'm trying to think of some other stuff to do. Let me pull up a Pinterest board and see if there's anything that catches your eye. And, you know, turning into more of a collaborative thing versus me pulling out my phone and be like, hold on a second. And I just stare at it for 30 seconds like, oh, let's try this. And they're like, the frick are you doing? Um, so it, making it a collaborative thing helps too. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, something that I use awesome. extensively to, you know, help come up with posing ideas, help come up with compositions and, you know, make sure I'm always delivering as much as I possibly can for my clients at any given session. Awesome. I love that. Okay, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? I know you said Netflix and cuddling <laughs> with your girlfriend, but what else? <laughs> so I'm all over the place. Uh, so I'm also very regimented in just like my day life. So exercising in the morning, I'm a huge musical theater person. So I haven't done it in the past two years, but like performing consistently on stage you know, going to uh, Georgia Tech football games when the team's halfway decent. Well, I still go. It's just better when they're decent. Um, <laughs> those kind of simple things. I'm a huge book nerd, reading all the time. Yeah, I'd say those are the basics. Awesome. Very cool. And number three is, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Ooh, it kind of depends on the day and what's going on. My favorite quote is probably Man in the Arena by Teddy Roosevelt. It's actually a pretty lengthy quote, but it's Effectively, what it says is, if you are not in the arena getting your nose punched with me, I don't care about your opinion. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, yes. Very cool. I'll have to look that up. For creatives, it's the best thing ever. Just put on the blinders. Yep. Love it. And, okay, last question is, what would you tell people who are just starting out? Oh, my gosh. Like, Pick one, pick five, <laughs> where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, it, kind of what we've been talking about a lot is, you know, know your numbers cold. Like, what are your expenses? What do you want to make? What do you want to do? As soon as you figure out what you love to shoot, communicate that really effectively and really clearly. I know when photographers are starting, sometimes it's, well, I think I want to shoot weddings or I think I want to shoot babies or I think I want to mm -hmm. shoot portraits. Like when you're just starting out, like honestly, shoot everything, figure out what you love, figure out what you hate. And then once you've like ironed that out and you know, like, okay, I want to focus on like senior portraits. Great. And then just put all your energy into communicating how awesome senior portraits are with you, how you do it, why you do it, everything you offer, and just be really, really clear in your messaging. I think those two things, like that niching down, that communication, and just knowing your numbers, yeah, will make anyone effective. Yep. Awesome. Love that. Cool. And then where can people find you online, Mike? Um, so my website, MikeGlatzerPhotos.com. I'm also pretty active on Instagram, at Mike Glatzer last name G-L-A-T-Z-E-R. Um, I've got some other channels that I barely use, so those are probably the two best spots to find me. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you again, and I will chat with you about this amazing 
tracking system you have going, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. It was a pleasure, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me. You too. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.